Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth episode of the Make It So Unofficial podcast. I am Ross, Ross Manford Health, Faithful Readers on the Borum. I am Nathan Gooey Chewy Miracle. And we've got some interesting cards with this first team challenge. We do indeed. We have three separate teams, each of, who, each of whom have made six cards. Right, and one of those cards needed to be a reactor core card, and the rest of them had to kind of help with that reactor core, someone helping Deep Space Nine in the process. Right, uh, it was mentioned in the original challenge that uh, this is intended to work with the DS9 icon, so that's one thing that we'll be looking at as we look through the cards. Right, and then we're, we're going to start off with the Team Kirk. And they, they actually played along with the Orion Syndicate special skill. They did, which I think is an interesting choice, in part because there are so few Orion Syndicate personnel in the game already. Right, and the ones that are there are specifically with the Deep Space Nine property logo. Uh, right, except, of course, for the Enterprise Orions, but they have excluded them in their reactor core incident by saying non-alternate universe Orion Syndicate personnel. Right, so definitely kudos to them for that. It's, it's, it's really hard to justify putting that on someone that really wasn't in an Orion Syndicate episode. Right. Um, so they don't actually use the DS9 logo, but they do end up with just DS9 logo personnel. Right, although I, for some odd reason, they did, it doesn't look like they submitted their cards with the DSpace9 logo, because that isn't in the upper right-hand corner, but yeah, it's going to be hard to get a picture of Arissa without using her episode from the Space Nine. Right, and same for the other two personnel, and the existing personnel are Liam Bibley and Ramus, who have the DS9 logo. Right, well, they, they could also mine from um, Esri's brother, I mean, there, there's, there's definitely plenty of source material for that, even beyond these three that are here. Right. Uh, which that old bow card does come from the episode with Esri's brother. Right. I am quite surprised that there's not a Miles O'Brien in this entry. I would right. think that would be the first place my mind would go is have an undercover Miles. It worked for Will Riker on the Stone of Gold team, so why not here? Right. And if you don't mind working backwards a bit, I'm, I'm looking at these three personnel, and they they don't really scream out anything especially awesome to me. Right. Um, Arissa actually did work undercover, uh, trying to bust the Alliance Syndicate, so there's that. Right. Okay with people who aren't actually part of the Syndicate. Right, as, as long as they work for them, as long as they got a paycheck or were able to put her on their resume, I'd, I'd be okay with them getting the skill. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the skill set that they have. Uh, Arissa does seem fairly stockable with her acquisition in anthropology. And it's hard to argue against a special download, but we'll get into that one in a while. Right. Well, so, Swarm downloads the art of diplomacy, but that you do kind of have to plan ahead in order to use that. And then with Thaddeo Bokar, you know, it's, if there were two skills, you could at least use them as a support personnel, but with three skills, it gets hard to justify 
unless they have a really awesome skill set. Engineer science geology is pretty good, but with the Ryan Syndicate, uh, well, one good thing on SORM is the Art of Diplomacy actually does naturally uh, reference the Orion Syndicate. Okay. Because it allows them, if they have a hand weapon, to use two treachery as if it were one diplomacy. Uh, of course, he himself only has one treachery, and neither of the other two have treachery. Right. But he is universal, so if you have more than one, uh, and probably the best thing about being able to download the Art of Diplomacy is you can seed one, then once per game, discard the incident to download a hand weapon, and then with this guy, uh, download a new The Art of Diplomacy so you can have it in play. Right. Um, so he's probably my favorite of these three personnel. Right. And then you, um, you you mentioned about Arissa's download infiltrate organization, which is an event that they included, and it it, it it's it's pretty powerful. It's powerful and kind of strange. Uh, I've noticed that we don't have any current non-aligned infiltrators. Uh, that is to say, any personnel who infiltrate non-aligned. Right. But mo most decks do stock a non-aligned personnel. And so, some of the more popular decks right now, <coughs> Storm of Gold, have right. a whole lot of them. Right. So ha having these, well, the for, for the mission challenge, I did look at personnel that had any intelligence. They, they are pretty well sprinkled into all the affiliations. They are generally good personnel. And if any of them can infiltrate almost any away team, yeah, that, that, that's going to get nasty quickly, even with this countdown icon. Yeah, I do think uh, that this card will make the Orion Syndicate work well with the Dominion, because they already have infiltrators. They're likely already trying to do infiltrating things. Right. And then this gives them an out for if their opponent's not playing the affiliation that they have the right infiltrators for. It, it does, but just from a story perspective, it, it just seems odd that they'd be using the Orion Syndicate. Actually, I don't think... Because yeah, they, they need to stock these non-aligned personnel, or I suppose, in theory, a, non a personnel that has intelligence that reports to the Gamma Quadrant. Well, from a story perspective... Gelnon was the one pulling the strings in the Orion Syndicate in Autumn. Right. So the Dominion did actually use the Orion Syndicate. So from that perspective, that's kind of cool. Right. Okay. I see that. Uh, that doesn't negate the fact that it's really incredibly powerful. Right, especially since they have really incredible powerful stuff right now. All right, and that leaves us with the Bank Heist. Well, which is also sporting Mud's nice mustache. Yes. And um, some some really nice probe results. Although, if you're playing Borg, I'm probably not going to be using this. Probably not. Uh, and if you're playing Ferengi, there's no way that I'm not going to use it. Yes. Um, one thing about it, uh, I noticed that Command Star is usually going to be before special download on personnel. 
Right, and they, they you always look top down on on a pro card. Yeah, so that's something that gives some real risk when you're trying to uh, probe for this. Although, although I should note that there's more personnel that have the command star than have the command star in a special download. That's true, but either way, regardless of whether they have the download or not. If they have the download, you get your two Latinum. Um. Oh, see, I was thinking you went down on the card, so you would hit the gold star before you hit the special download. No, it's it's down on the probe results. So, equipment yeah. icon, yes or no. Throwing the yeah. affiliation special download, yes or no. That completely changes this. I was thinking it would be a whole lot of spikes. But instead, it makes more sense that you'd be uh, getting the heist more often. Right. Minor rules detail. Major yes. How the card works. Um. So that can get you two gold press platinum, or let you steal an equipment, but more likely the two gold press platinum. Right. Uh, you're probably going to get somebody who's a free play to do the actual run. I mean, obviously they'll have. They're likely to have Orion Syndicate, so there's that. Uh, yes. If you're getting the two cold press platinum, there's a good chance that you want to be Ferengi. They make a lot of use of the gold press platinum. Right. They they do get the most bang for the buck out of that. Yeah. So uh, in addition to having the Orion Syndicate work well with the Dominion, with infiltrate organization, they can work well with the Ferengi with bank robbery. Right. Which is always a good thing for a car to be able to be used. Well. In this case, we're talking about two cards, but to be used in multiple decks. Right. Yeah, one thing, though, I, I think they would be used in two different decks. Right. I don't know that you would necessarily use Infiltrate Organization and Bank Robbery at the same time. Right. Um, then b before we move on, the, the one thing that I don't like about the criminal underworld is um, a natural causes and assassination plot and protection racket all deal with killing people, mm -hmm. which, yes, is technically something that the Orion Syndicate did, but it's not what I most associate them with. I, I, I do more associate them with doing crime stuff in general than with specifically killing people. That's true. How often did they actually go around just shooting somebody? Yes. Because <laughs> when, when someone owes you money... Killing them doesn't help them pay, give you the money. Yeah, it's hard to collect from a dead man. Yeah. Right, so I, that pretty much takes care of Team Kirk. Okay. So we'll move on to Team Picard. Uh, yes, I will obey your request to move on to Team Picard. <laughs> uh, the first thing I noticed when I switched from Team Kirk to Team Picard... Yes. We have the exact same setup of card types. One of them, two incidents, and three non-aligned personnel. That we do. I don't know if that, that means anything. It just looks Prob cool. Let's go with probably not. Probably not. And then these cards, again, none of them actually sport the Deep Space Nine logo but they all work with the Clan Cardassian Alliance. 
Right, yes, nothing on Rules of Obedience says you have to have the DS9 logo. Uh, right. Which is uh, kind of good for Captain Bator because she doesn't have the DS9 logo, so she wouldn't get the icon. But I think I'd almost prefer this to work with the DS9 icon and go ahead and give it to Captain Bator and let's go ahead and put Captain Lursa on there and make a broken link because, hey, it's warning. We make broken right. And there, there is certainly room on rules of obedience to add the text to, to add the icon to Captain Bator, well, and Captain Lursa for that matter. Um, and also, even if, it would, if contestants had the ability to add a rule, they, they could just use that as errata, or just use that for one of their five supporting cards. Right. Um, which, there's another instance where the ability to make a rule would really help out with this set. Yeah, spe specifically with the pairing. Yes. Uh, right now, I don't know of anything that actually defines what a tearing is. Uh, logically, it makes sense that it would be a mirror universe human, but nothing actually says that. And then you've got mirror universe humans who don't have Terran in their lore. Well, there, there's Captain Bashir, who's a hot-headed Terran rebel. Marauder himself is also a Terran rebel. Mr. Andrews is a former Terran slave. Um, Smiley is the second leader of the Terran Rebellion, so I guess, maybe, I don't know, sort of, Fontaine's in a Terran rebel. Um, Benjamin Sisko became leader of the Terran Rebellion, so I guess he pays his dues and gets his Terran stuff every other week in the mail. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... It's kind of a nebulous gray area, though. Yes. I'd, I'd be okay with there being one less personnel in the set and one card that seeds and allows you to make all your um, non-aligned humans or mere universe humans Terrans. Yeah, I, I think I'd actually be okay with no personnel in this set. There's already a lot of KCA personnel in the game. I know KCA needs help. They're not exactly a power affiliation, but I'm not sure that a lack of just random personnel is really their problem. Right. Um, also, the, a lot of the stuff deals with an overseer, which is a reference to Odo being the overseer. Um, he, he is an overseer, and then there's also Overseer Mardell, Yes, and there is one more overseer in the game, but that's not going to matter because he's Kazon. Right. So in, unless you somehow get a Kazon in here... Well, with Temporal uh, Micro Wormhole, you can. You could. And but that's kind, of, that, that's kind of a waste of Temporal Micro Wormhole, though. Well, since this doesn't require the, uh, the DS9 icon, I'm ending for personnel, it doesn't matter that we get rid of reshaped water. Right. So you could get Sethus is his name, but yeah, you'd be wasting temporal microwave hole on a universal guy with three skills. So probably not the best use, but theoretically possible. Well, at least Center for Alliance, can, well, yeah, both motivated workers and the Center for Alliance Control allow you 
Italian rules of obedience require, um, well, it's they require overseer, intendant, or regent on one, overseer or intendant on second, and then overseer and Karen on the third. But con concerning how limited those personnel are in the game, yikes. Uh, but you do get to download one. You, you get to see Center for Alliance Control, so you get to download one immediately. And now right. that them, obtaining them is not the problem. Right. The, yay, rentability. <laughs> um, which actually, I think the Center for Alliance Control letting you download one of the KCA meters uh, right off the bat may be one of the biggest boosts that KCA really needs because it lets right. you go ahead and get the leader that you want for Emblem of the Alliance. And in by the leader, you mean Intendant Kira? Uh, yeah, she's probably the one you want. Yes. But she is an Intendant, so you can download her. You can start yeah. off the game with her in play. Or if it's more important to you that you go ahead and start doing processing ore, you can go ahead and get uh, Overseer Odo. Right, and I think you mentioned during the pre-show that if... There's no reason not to do process, or if you have the war processing unit, and an overseer, and the card, and a terror. Right, because uh, Emblem of the Alliance helps you out with that. You don't have to worry about uh, the make sure I've got all my cards correct. Right. Well, that, that allows all oh. the um, young Cardassian Alliance personnel to mix. Yes. Um, so you're going to have that, and it also protects your uh, war processing unit on a mirror nor uh, from reactor overload. Right. So there's no reason not to go ahead and start processing ore and processing it as efficiently as possible. Right. You know, those downloads can, can get out of hand pretty quickly if you take away the Drano cards this turn limitation. Right. Like, I, uh, you know, when I remember playing some sealed games where my opponents drew a queue and I said, Okay, I hit this. I'm, I'm going to go outside and take a smoke or go take a leak well, for five minutes while you just rearrange the space line however you want. Let me know when you're done. Why, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm looking at motivated workers, and a, a boost of plus three is good, but I, I really don't see the point. Especially with the countdown icon. Yeah, I guess the point would be if you uh, went and attempted a mission, you ran up against a dilemma that you didn't have the probably integrity because we're talking KCA. Right. Uh, to, to get past, and it went back under, then you could sacrifice some chumpy guy. Yes. Then bust through that one dilemma. Yes, because it, it is global, and I, I also like how the rules of obedience are discarded if you have a non-Klingon Cardassian Alliance personnel in play. Uh, yes, so never mind about uh, downloading the one. Right. One <laughs> not ACA. Uh, yeah. All right, so we haven't talked too much about the personnel in the set yet. Right. Uh, we've got... 0719 Kappa, which I do love the naming scheme on 
uh, this as well as the the other one, the Theta one that right. didn't commission. Well, I, I did look at um, his ability with astrophysics, and that, that is on a fairly decent number of cards of missions. Um, plus, being a mission a mission specialist, you can download him right at the you can download two of him at the start of the game. Uh, can you download two? Uh, I thought you had to get different. Uh... Oh, I've got it right on my desk right now. Yes, they have to be different. Okay, but you can then download one. Uh, of course, if you get a second mission specialist, it would have to be a KCA one. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get rid of your rules of obedience. Right. So, well, this says up to two, right, up to two different mission specialists. So, so one will one will cover you. Just going to check right quick to make sure that there's not another one that I've forgotten about. Um, so well, that, that, that actually is an issue I have just because unofficially mission specialists are more TNG and support personnel are generally more associated with Deep Space Nine. So I, I like that there's a way to get this stuff out quickly, but I, I don't like the execution. Um, well, it turns out there is actually another mission specialist for KCA. Oh, uh, what's... Sorry? Is, uh, Lorva, Lor, or perhaps it's Loreva. Uh, yeah, um, she's Klingon affiliation, correct? Correct. She is a female Klingon representative of medical assistance throughout the Alliance. Uh, she, in his medical classification, has exobiology. Okay. So those would be your two starting... Well, two of your starting personnel. Right. Um, which it seems logical that you would get either the intendant or an overseer and this Terran. Uh, you can basically start the game with them and you're ready to process war. Right. Alright. Uh, um, so we also have Professor Moore. Right. I am not sure where he comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember him from any episode. I was unable to find a mirror version of Morn on Memory Alpha or Memory Beta. Okay. So I'm at a loss. I have no idea where he comes from. I mean, he, he could be just in the background during one of the Mirror Teraknor episodes. He could be, and I hope that he is, because he's got the DS9 property logo. Uh, for people like Captain Bator, or as you mentioned uh, in the pre-show, um, Akorum Long, people who were kind of modified get the Star Trek CCG logo, not a standard property logo. So hopefully he's somewhere in the background, and we can justify giving him a DS9 logo. Uh, if we didn't, we could have given him a DS9 icon, but we didn't. Right. Um, also, I'm, I'm not sure. He, he does look like he has some pretty decent skills. He, he does look like a really nice personnel, and that download does seem pretty neat. It does. You can set up a bunch of card draws that way. Right. But 
if, if there's no reason, if there's no justification for him being there, then you need to find another personnel. Yeah, somebody else to put that on. Yes. Uh, and there's no reason that you couldn't have put that on Captain Marcel. Yes. And then um, Smiley, Smiley, again, pr- pretty interesting, but nothing to really, really write home on that. Uh, the one thing this does do is it gives you a KCA version of Smiley, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the other version is not KCA. It's only Tan. Right. We'll, we'll check that out real quick. Um, yes. The, the up- version only has the Terran Empire icon and does not have the KCA icon. Uh, well, the, that, that version specifically comes from through the looking glass. I imagine that if there was one from the crossover episode, it, it would specifically have the Terran Empire icon. Right. I, I can certainly buy that. It makes sense. Um, and it gives the Terran, or excuse me, it gives the uh, KCA somebody with you know, some decent integrity. Uh, right. there. Uh, one thing that I found odd overall is we have three non-aligned personnel, which for KCA is a really strange thing because they're the Klingon, Cardassian, and let's be honest, Bajoran alliance. So we're dealing with three different affiliations, and there's personnel that don't fit into any of them. Right. Well, I, I think for that they were kind of going off the template of the Terran that we had in Life from Lifelessness, who was specifically not aligned, using that as a template, because I think the ones from um, Mirror Mirror Set are actually of Federation affiliation. I, I believe at least Mr. Andrews is, and he's from that time period. Yeah, from which, from the from from the current era, and well, he specifically says former Terran slave, but even though he's from Shattered Mirror, he's still all grunged up. Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I can see that the Terrans being not aligned. I just think it's weird that you know, if we're creating an incident that specifically for the Klingon Cardassian Alliance that there's no Klingons or Cardassians or Bajorans for it. it right. Now, it, it would make more sense to me to make those personnel be part of the Alliance instead of just their slaves. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tricky issue either way, but I, I think they've got that quote-unquote affiliation taken care of by having them with a Klingon Cardassian icon. I think that's what they were trying to do because there, there's no clear category to put them in. Yeah. That said, I, I think I actually would have liked to see no personnel on this entry, honestly. Right. Um, well, spe- speaking of which, looking at the third set of entries, 
which which actually sports the Deep Space Nine icon. Yes, success. We have yes. leveraged the DS Nine icon. And this actually um, works with later season Romulans on Deep Space Nine, which if if you listen to episode three of this podcast, you would know that we talked about doing. Klingons and Romulans for the Deep Space Nine logo, considering that was pretty much ignored in Emissary. Right. And the, the, the story here does seem to be more Season 7 Deep Space Nine than anything else. Which I think is perfectly acceptable. Right. Well, the, the thing that kind of strikes me out of left field is this blends every type of, car, of both kinds of warp core slash reactor core cards that we've seen. It's, it's got the, your personnel play for free once each turn per affiliation, but it also plays specifically on a planet, has personnel play on that planet, which is more of what these other cards... Right, more similar to followers of the one. Right. Um, which, ironically, doesn't require the TNG logo, but uh, that's a whole other story. Right. So, um, I, 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 do, I do like that effort, um, and dur- during the pre-show, you and I had a huge Maging Rager chair-throwing debate about the Bajoran romulan Treaty, which I felt should have been included here, just because if you're using the site on a station, it's kind of a shell game with making sure your personnel don't cross each other, so to speak. Yeah, I come down on the side that I'm okay with it not having the uh, treaty because I don't think I would use this with the station. I would probably include the Romulan diplomatic office in my deck just in case my opponent brought the station, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't see the station myself. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, it's it's kind of nice that the station gives you. A free download in place of the card play. You know, it's it's nice that it lets Romulans do stuff on the station, but I really don't see the stations, the Romulans using Deep Space Nine all that much, with or without the treaty. Right. There's a um, there's a huge drawback if you do the download, because then you don't get to draw any more cards for the rest of the turn. Right. You already get to play your personnel for free on the, this planet. Uh, so there's no risk of your opponent coming and commandeering the planet. They may attempt the mission, because it's 40 points, but they can't stop you from doing your free plays there. Right. Which, you, know, you might want to put a Romulan outpost there, but there's no necessarily need for a whole station. Right. Well, it is helpful that this is a major region mission. True. So if you decide that you did want the station, you've got it. Yes. Uh, I'm not really familiar with uh, this planet. Uh, Derna? Derna. Derna? Yeah, it was, um, as it says, it's a um, moon of Bajor. There was this whole thing where the Romulans wanted to bring some upgrades to this hospital complex, and then Kira's like, yeah, there, there won't be any weapons in there. Then the Romulan female dog says, well, they have to defend themselves if necessary. 
Uh, this is where we get uh, Kira standing out on her little teeny tiny ship facing down the big Jadaradex class ships. Yes. Okay. Um, but I do have a question about that. Why do we have a dual space planet mission? Right. It doesn't really seem like that would be both space and planet. I see they're they're doing stuff in space in the storyline, but on this mission itself, there's no requirements, of, at least on uh, your side as the season player, uh, that really requires you to have a, a ship there. Right. And, and also there's tons of episodes where there's... You know, you have to hurry up because we've got a fleet of ships coming towards us. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And those aren't what dual mission. Plus, and as you said, on our side, this is all stuff that's done on the planet. You know, at least requires some range. Right. Now, on the opponent's side, uh, it does require, possibly, weapons greater than 13, which, if I understand that correctly, would be nearly impossible because it doesn't say total, you'd have to have that on one ship. Um, or Admiral Ross. Yes. <laughs> and with that in mind, Admiral Ross is starting to seem like a good option, unless you pump your Defiant up so far. Yeah, it, I, I suppose you could put Admiral Ross on a matching ship, but puts it up. yeah, let's just use Admiral Ross. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I, I do suppose that that makes it a little bit harder for your opponent to steal. Right. Uh, having to have one particular personnel uh, who doesn't have the TNG logo, so you, you know, if you're running TNG, you can't run it. If you're running DS9, unless you're running Feds, you, you know, he won't mix with your personnel unless you use to grow micro wormhole. Yeah. Or you have to have a really big ship. Yes. Speaking of personnel to solve this mission, I'm looking at the two guys they provided, Renak and Tomed. You know, they, they seem innocuous enough. Yes, they help solve the mission, but they're, they're again not something that'll make me excited to put a deck together around these guys. Right. Um, I would. I would probably use them in this deck just because they are good at the mission where I can go ahead and play people. Right. But I still need to get somebody who has transporter skill there as well. Right. Which is not the most available skill in the universe. Right. Um, and then uh, looking at the final card in the set, predictably treacherous. Yeah, it it it, it seems seems pretty useful, but it doesn't really seem to specifically tie in with the storyline. And neither of these personnel have treachery that are here. Right. Uh, yeah, if somebody had treachery in this set, then it would make sense that, okay, this goes with being so predictably treacherous. But somewhat unpredictably, neither of these Romulans are treacherous. Right. And that, that, that does kind of sum up my feelings for all three entries overall. I, I felt that if this set would have required just three cards, a reactor core, two supporting cards, this would have been knocked out of the park. 
which is a lot of these seem to have some cards that are just thrown in for the sake of having six cards. Right. If these two personnel didn't exist, if these two Romulan personnel didn't exist in this entry, and it was just these four cards, or even just the top three cards, I'm not even including the site, I, I would really like it, because treachery is pretty common on DS9 Romulans. But throwing in these Romulans who specifically don't have it makes it feel a little weird. Right. But um, even even with those three cards, make, even looking at all six cards, is this your favorite overall? Um, I would say this one probably is my favorite, the Romulan one. Uh, I like the idea of the KCA one, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the execution. Um, I, again, I think it would be better without the personnel if it was just that top row. And then the uh, Orion Syndicate uh, props for going for something a little further out there. I like that. But the Infiltrate organization really brings that down for me. And not having Miles O'Brien when he seems like just the most obvious card um, kind of brings that down for me as well. So. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to say I agree with what you said. Um, Romulan cards seem to be the best group at the set. The other two, they're, they're okay, but they just need to be a little more refined in order for me to support them. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you that it, it feels like all three sets suffer from just adding extra cards that aren't necessarily needed because they needed to get to the six. Right. Well, that, that takes care of the cards, but it, it does leave us with one unfinished piece of business. Oh? Yes. We, we do have viewers, but we, we don't have a whole lot of discussion coming on the message forums for some odd reason. Which is too bad, because we really, really like discussion. Yes. <laughs> Even people that pose a whole page about things that we say that are wrong. We, I, I know I specifically put some dangerous stuff in the previous podcast so that people would comment, and people didn't comment. But um, I, I think it would help if we had a little incentive for people listening. And what might that incentive be? Well, I, I feel that if we offered a million dollars or a car, that would be pretty cool, except I do not have enough cars or money to offer. However... I do have a spoiler. Oh, go yes. on. Yes. Um, I, I have a spoiler. It is a fairly exclusive spoiler. And it, being entirely honest, I'm not even sure Charlie knows about this spoiler. A spoiler that not even Charlie knows about. Yes. So I'm willing to share this spoiler with the world as soon as we get to a third page on the message board forums with our Make It So podcast post. Ah, so one person should make a whole bunch of posts just to get to the third page, right? I, I can see people doing that. I'd, I'd say no, but if you want to go ahead and do that, feel free to do it. I'll count it, and I'll get that spoiler out. Please don't actually do that. We want three pages of actual discussion, please. Well, we, we actually need two pages plus one post. Yes. 
that will suffice, and then we can put out this very, very exclusive spoiler. Yes, if you do start spamming our post, we probably will report you to Chris Lobin for banning or silencing. Or death, whichever comes first. Yes. All right, um, with that, we'll close out the show. I'm Ross, Ross Man, Faithful Reader for Tell. Nathan, Gooey Chewy Miracle. All right, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, stop by for the next episode. Have a good day.